everybody and welcome into a new episode of the Nick State of Mind podcast. Uh, we wanted to take this episode to kind of wrap up the Summer League, share our thoughts about the overall play, some of these guys that stood out, and you know, kind of get this started a little bit here. You know, when the Summer League starts, uh, Vegas odds have the Knicks as the 8-1 to favorite to win it all, right? You know, you look at their starting lineup, you look at a lot of the guys on this summer league roster, and you're thinking, my goodness, these are actually like key role players that are going to be playing big minutes in the regular NBA season. So you're thinking, I could see why the Knicks are the favorite to win the summer league here. And, I mean, you know, they obviously didn't make the summer league playoffs and all that. They played just their five games, got out. Um the overall thing is this it's summer league so it really doesn't matter you know what i mean i kid around all the time that if the knicks win a summer league championship i'm hanging the banner and part of me is somewhat kidding because i would celebrate the the heck out of a summer league championship but i do know things like them missing the playoffs um in it and not making that playoff that elimination bracket part of it uh, it is really not a big deal at the end of the day. Uh, you're looking to see guys a little bit of a, an improvement. Um, you're looking at, of course, RJ Barrett to see how he kind of started out. And, you know, RJ early on got a lot of criticism from some because he wasn't shooting the ball well, but then made some big adjustments in the last few games uh, and stopped settling for those jump shots, which there's no doubt the guy's going to have to work on his jump shot. But we kind of knew that coming into the draft that he can be erratic at time with his shot but you know change things up attacking the basket getting to the foul line which he's going to have to become a better free throw shooter as well um but there was little things there and, and when you look at the overall picture though from it again the two and three record they had is it's not the end of the world it doesn't matter that much it was a little disappointing though that doesn't mean you can't be a little disappointing. I, I did expect and hope to see a little bit more from them. You know, they that first game against the Pelicans, uh, they had a 20-point lead, and they blew it. They kind of looked very comfortable like it was in the bag. Now, that's the thing about Summer League. You can't really relax because the other team always has guys that are fighting for their NBA lives. You know, they're not going to just roll over and die, and it seemed like the Knicks kind of took their foot off the gas and blew that lead and then of course the crazy earthquake happened and they they were down six when that happened and they just called the game they had to pick up the loss uh their next game i don't even remember who the heck it was against um but again they had a double digit lead phoenix Phoenix, yeah phoenix uh double digit lead they blow that they lose that that that's a little disappointing and then that next night they come out and they looked like they just didn't want to be there uh, very lethargic. Uh, yeah, at one point the starters were pulled, and it was a lot of the bench players, and they just got uh, demolished, and that, and that was a little disappointing. But then the final two games, 
Uh, you started to see the potential of this team and how dominant they were and the, the points that they could put up. Um, so, yeah, it would have been nice, you know, to have a nice record in the Summer League. But at the end of the day, there were some good things, and it is just the Summer League. And I know that's the only basketball that we have as fans right now, so sometimes we look at it as a little bit more, and you can be a little frustrating. Um, but overall, I thought from the, the whole aspect of it, I saw a lot of good things. And before we jump into the individual part of it, some guys that stood out, it's the focus right here on on the, how the team looked. And I thought overall it was solid. And Chip, I'm going to kind of throw it to you now. What did you, what did you think of the overall Summer League for the Knicks? Overall, I feel the same way as you. I I, I mean, what'd they go? They went two and two, uh, right? Two and three, the, two and three or something. I think they started off zero and three. Well, I and think because the because the Pelicans game was called because of uh, the earthquake. So right. technically, they didn't lose that one, right? Yeah, they so, counted um, it, but it, yeah, you, they were making a run. They chipped it back to six. There was like eight minutes left, and they were looking pretty good. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, look, I understand why people felt they would have done better. I mean. Like you, like you mentioned, uh, they have Knox, they have Barrett, they have Robinson out there, all guys who are going to be key members of the team. I know Trier didn't only played in the one game, but still, that's three guys who are definitely going to be in the rotation. And Iggy Brasdikas, Brasdikas, whatever his name is, I keep messing it up, uh, <laughs> is probably going to be in the rotation too. And I'm watching them play all these teams like, uh, uh, the Suns and the uh, Lakers and who was the last team they played? The Wizards. And um, I'm like, am I ever going to hear any of these guys' names again? And that, oh my God, when they played the Raptors, Jesus. God, I, I didn't even recognize a single name on that team. Right. But uh, I mean, obviously when the Pelicans, they played the Pels, they had a bunch of guys on that team. And Zion being chief among them. But the yeah that one of the things that really stuck out stuck out to me was how many guys i didn't recognize on all those teams they were playing against it just i guess it just happened that it was a lot of the, the teams that knicks were playing against but yeah I, I guess i thought that the knicks might cruise to the <laughs> cruise to the title because they had so many uh nba ready players on their team but turns out that was not the case um but hey i was impressed by what mitchell robinson did i think everybody was yeah, he was he, phenomenal with the block shots, the dunks, and all that. And and it's seen him. Uh, yeah, he he tried to block everything. Even even when it was a clear goaltend, he was going after it. You know, I mean, it was the commentators were actually getting a little kick of it, uh, kick out of it with him blocking everything. It didn't matter what the situation was. Somebody got fouled in continuation. He was still blocking it off the glass, which kind of makes you scratch your head sometimes. But again, it's summer league. Uh, and you just like to see his energy level there. But, you know, like, like you said, Chip, it, it's we would have liked to see them compete for it all in, in this where we're at at this point of the season for the Summer League. I mean, it would have been nice to see. But, you know, and, and I actually was waiting for the media because you know how they always blow up and, and make these things bigger. I really was expecting the media to kind of blow this 
this up on the Knicks after the 0-3 start and kind of poke fun at them for being 0-3 and they were the favorites to win it and blah, 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 and they can't even win in the summer. I really thought that was going to happen. but I, And I, I talk about the national media a lot because they really do blow up a lot of things around the Knicks. Uh, and to their no. credit, uh, to their credit, uh, what, what was that? I said no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They blow it all up. And, and to their credit, though, I think they realize it is the summer league is not that big of a deal. And it kind of is what it was. And they kind of focused on some of the, the bigger things, the individual things here. And um, and that's kind of what we're going to take a look at now. Some of the guys that kind of stood out to us, as you already mentioned, uh, Mitchell Robinson. And I, I mentioned a little bit about RJ. And uh, I, I do know that a lot of fans were a little, little concerned after a game or two, um, you know, about – his shooting struggles and uh, you know looked a little out of control. You know, looked like he wasn't really allowing the game to come to him, and it looked like it was a little too fast for him. And the moment itself, it, it he wasn't he wasn't great. He he struggled shooting the basketball. But like I said, I was very impressed the final three games the way that he made some adjustments and he kind of settled into it. Didn't force things. Uh, and became more aggressive attacking the basket instead of just settling for that outside jump shot. Um, you know, and one thing that we learned is that he's going to have to spend time in the gym, and I'm sure he's in there right now shooting and, and trying to get better on that, and that will come over time. But I, I, I like the fact that we've seen an adjustment for me. He almost had a triple-double, I believe, the final game. But I think the last three games he had double-digit uh, points and, and rebounds, so a double-double. Uh, I thought he was very active on the glass. Uh, so overall, no, it wasn't the most exciting summer league. And, and, you know, we talked about other guys that have struggled in the summer league, like big names that just couldn't not get a bucket to drop from outside, you know, 10 feet. Uh, you know, we talked about Trey Young last year not lighting it up in the summer league and people were a little concerned about that, and he turned out to have a great rookie year. There's there's guys that had great summer leagues as rookies that, you know, got off to slow starts, like Kevin Knox last year. So, you know, that aspect of it is it's the summer league. It's the first few games that this kid played. Wasn't the greatest shooting display, but I kind of knew that coming in that he had to work on his shot. I wanted to see how he would handle, um, you know, all of this, all this pressure, and and I thought he showed a little bit of a, you know, some maturity at a young age to realize, okay, my jump shot's not falling. That's not really my strongest point of the game. Uh, I, I got to get closer to the basket, and I started. He started doing that, and you also seen a little bit that he's a young kid and has to, you know. Grow a little bit, uh, some muscles, you know, to absorb some contract and get some shots off. But again, all that's going to come in time. So overall, it might not have been the most lights out, most exciting summer league from our number one uh, first pick or first round pick, but it was solid enough where I don't have any concerns. I, I knew the things that he struggled with already, and that's what he struggled with. I know it's going to take time, and he's going to have to work on them. Um, you know, now another guy that comes to my mind was Iggy. Man, how good was he, Chip? What did you think oh, about his man. performance? Because I mean, that, the first game it was kind of like, okay, yeah, it's kind of typically what we thought we would get, and then all of a sudden, I mean, he started 
knocking down threes, shooting off the dribble, attacking the basket. I mean, he was unbelievable. He had a 30-point game. He had 30 yeah, yeah. against Phoenix, yeah. And, and right after that, oh the Knicks God. signed him. Like, right away, like, okay, yeah, we've seen enough. This, guy, this guy's got to be on the yeah. roster. He created mm-hmm. a lot of excitement from fans. But watching him, uh, did he surprise you a little bit about what he was able to do on the court? He did surprise me a little bit, but I remember after they drafted him, uh, the book on him was that he uh, he was a shooter, obviously, and uh, that he liked to talk trash, that uh, he wasn't shy about his abilities, I remember someone saying. So uh, I wasn't surprised that he was trying to get the crowd into it, and he was yelling at the opponents and stuff like that. And I also obviously wasn't surprised at the amount of threes he was taking either. But, yeah, I was really impressed with him. He was I mean, he led the team in scoring in summer league. So that was really great to see. And he was really efficient, too. I think he shot it at 58 percent on threes in summer league, 11 of 19, 27 of 49 overall, 55 percent, 18 points a game. Yeah. And uh, five and a half rebounds. 70 percent from the free throw line, which is the. The only thing that was troubling for me with uh, Barrett was the free throw shooting. Um, 17 of 26 on free throws, 65%. But, uh, you know, he's like you said, he's a kid. He's a rookie. He'll have to work on that. But uh, we knew he was an inconsistent shooter. He's a volume shooter. So Barrett's going to have to work on that kind of thing. But when we saw him have that 10 assist game against Washington, oh, my God. R.J. Barrett as like a, a point forward or whatever you want to call him, right. just as a basket, whatever he is, a basketball player. Oh my god! Yeah, whatever yeah. he is, like he's got so much skill. Like, yeah, he can't shoot. Okay, he's not a good shooter right now. Yeah, he's not. And that's gonna and because of the way the game is played right now, that's gonna make him a magnet for criticism, a magnet for it. Yeah, look at Ben but, Simmons. Ben Simmons can't yeah. shoot, but he just got a $170 million contract. I was Exactly, exactly, which is uh, – we could do an entire podcast on that. Right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, um, the, but, yeah, and you have to have loved the things you've seen from R.J. Barrett already. And if you watched him at Duke, how could you have possibly been surprised by any of the negatives that you saw in Summer League? I mean – He's got he's got a lot to work on. He's also a teenager, so yeah, whatever. And yeah, I, I loved I loved what I saw from Iggy. I I was more surprised because I hadn't really watched him all year long, like I did with Barrett. And then watching uh, Mitchell Robinson is always fantastic. I mean, he's twenty six of thirty. <laughs> he made all but four of his field goal attempts. So he had more. He had more blocks than missed field goals. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> he had Thirteen blocks, four missed shots. <laughs> That's just that. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even know that. I'm, I'm I'm dead serious. I didn't even know that. I'm looking at realgm.com right now. His numbers are insane. Uh, he's uh, he's the best. He's so much fun to watch. I hope he gets more recognition this year. Though I think Jared Allen's a fantastic player. Like really underrated player. But it's really surprising to me that even last year when no one was acknowledging the Nets, Jared Allen got so much attention and Mitch just got no attention at all. And Mitch actually blocked more shots total than Jared Allen did. Right. But but Mitch never blocked LeBron James's dunk, I guess, or whatever Jared Allen did. 
It was, it was just I, – I just hope Mitch gets more national attention this year because he's so good. And no one has ever taken more advantage of the 10 fouls per game rule in Summer League than Mitchell Robinson did. He was hacking and whacking <laughs> during Summer League. Well, that's that's how it is. You've got to be aggressive in this. you got 10 fouls. Go ahead, use them. Yep. You know, exactly. I, I mean – it, it was it was fun to watch him play because, like I said, he did so many good things out there on the floor, keeping rebounds alive, just so active on the glass. Of course, some of the alley-oops that were thrown, some of them were terrible passes to him, and he still was finishing them. Like, I mean, they yeah. were awful passes, like 10 feet behind him, but his arm length is so so long that he was able to get his hands on it and still get it towards the rim. So, I mean, it, it's, it's fun to watch him play and, and see that the Knicks got a steal last year with him oh my no God. doubt and and it looks like with Iggy too right and that's where I was about to go with it, it looks like they maybe did it again it's summer league so when we're telling you to you know some that might be a little scared about RJ and a shot and all that stuff it's summer league these guys are going to get good at it the same thing's got to be said about Iggy it's summer league he played very well so should there be some excitement about him absolutely uh, and I think the potential is there for him to be another second-round steal for the Knicks. Um, yeah, and I remember I, I did watch him in college uh, when he was in Michigan. I didn't watch him a whole lot, so I'm not going to claim here and pretend like I'm an expert on him and I, I've studied so much tape and all that. That would be a lie. I didn't do that. But I did happen to see them uh, when they played Michigan State. And I remember watching him and saying, yeah, that's a nice player, very tough. You know, you can see very physical, very passionate player, plays with a lot of energy, hit some big shots in that game. They ended up losing the game. But, you know, never did I think that he was going to be on the Knicks radar, would be a Knicks, nothing like that. It wasn't me saying, like, oh, that, that guy, I hope the Knicks draft. So nothing like that. But I do remember watching him, and I do remember being a little impressed by him. So coming into the summer league, I knew that he's a competitor. I knew he's going to compete and not back down to anybody. Um, and, and has a little bit of game, but I would say I was I was very surprised with what he was able to do on the floor. I did not see him being able to put the ball on the deck and get to the rim, shoot off the dribble. You know, I, I've seen a three-point shooter. I figured a guy around the perimeter. But when I'm seeing him attack the basket, I was like, okay, this guy can actually do a whole lot more than just stand around the three-point line here. He can create his own shot. Uh, So the potential of being another guy for the Knicks to be a second-round steal is certainly there, and I think fans should be excited about it. It is summer league. There's ways to go. Uh, Again, he's not playing that elite NBA competition every single night here, but I think he showed me a few things that I didn't know about his game that I'm excited to see him develop and get better. And it was mostly being able to score off the dribble and create his own shot, not just being a guy that stood there along the perimeter and was able to knock down a three. It was very fun to watch. He was Him and Mitchell Robertson were just fun to watch. It really was. And then, like I said, RJ made some adjustments. But I think the summer league was really about, you know, the athleticism of Mitchell Robinson and Iggy showing that we may have another second-round steal. And I know that's something that I've seen a lot of the, the articles when you looked up Iggy during the summer league. The talk was the Knicks might have done it again in the second round here. And we, we just hope. This continues 
and he's going to play a nice role for our team because, I mean, you keep adding depth like that, you keep building that foundation, then that's how you're going to attract some of these big free agents here. You do it through the draft, you draft right, you draft some of these guys that are supporting Cass. Guys like him can attract people if they develop the right way. Ways to go. Still ways to go. It's just summer league. It's just five games in. But I liked what I seen uh, from Iggy. And that was, for me, the highlight of the summer league was watching him and Mitchell Robertson do their thing. Uh, and, you know, I got I got some, you know, optimistic outlooks for some of these young guys coming into this season. I'm already very excited to watch this season. Um, you know, with everything that's been going around a lot around the league, the competitive balance that we've had for the first time, but in the the perspective of the Knicks, you know, it, I think it's a pretty interesting roster of of guys that are solid players here, and I'm I'm curious to see how these young guys are going to be able to do in it, and, and see can the Knicks get themselves in a playoff discussion uh, after last year basically tanking the entire season. So, summer league. But I did see nice things, and it's just making me uh, excited for the season. Now now we're in the dead part of the season where we don't have much going on right now, so it's torture. Uh, but I, I, I tell you what, it, it just increased my my excitement for this season to get underway watching this team in the summer league. I don't know if you would agree with that, Chip. 100% because preseason doesn't start until October 7th. And it's every year it's torture waiting right. that long for more basketball. And yeah, it so most of the time it's been like we know we're waiting for terrible basketball, but we still want to see it. And now it's almost harder because we are actually anticipating seeing a good product on the floor. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to wait this long, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And we're going to keep it right here with just the one segment today. We figured, you know, just talk about the Summer League, wrap it up, kind of share our thoughts here. Maybe uh, you, you as the listeners might agree, disagree. Um, maybe you like somebody else in the Summer League. You know, this is a great opportunity, again, to tweet us at podcast on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Uh, but overall, I think – yeah, I would like to see this team compete and make it to the elimination part of it. It was a little disappointing to see him playing in the Constellation bracket, but it is Summer League. It's not the end of the world, and we got to see some good young players do some things, and like Iggy and, and Mitchell Robinson, and you know, seeing an adjustment from RJ, and you know, okay, now now it's the time for these guys to get ready for you know training camp and the preseason coming up in the next month or so. So. You know, hopefully they spend time in the gym, work on what they need to, and by preseason, you know, ready to show a little bit more. Uh, but that's all the time that we have. We will be back next week for another episode of the Knicks State of Mind podcast. Thanks for listening.